0: Hey guys, Victor and Ricks here from Stream of Thought, wanting to let you know that we are not only on iTunes anymore.
1: We've expanded onto Spotify and Stitcher. You can also find us on Podbean. Please, if you listen to our podcast, leave us a rating. We would love your feedback. Also, send an email to streamofthoughtpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear anything that you have for us. Thanks for listening. What the fuck did we talk about? I have no fucking clue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we start things off talking about SNL.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. Are we just going to... I I thought we were already starting, yeah. Episode
0: number 91. 91.
1: And uh, we start off by talking about...
0: SNL. SNL, talking a little bit about... uh, Just the sketches they do and kind of uh, when it was that we started watching it on a regular basis. Why is it a thing? And
1: And speaking of things, we talk about things a little bit. What do we talk about? Well, why things are things, like
0: why? Oh, oh, like fads or fashion, like why things become a part of culture? Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Talk about uh, superheroes and what it means, what it meant for Rick's growing up, and how that was a void in my life, and I didn't really care about it too much. Very isolating. Oh, but things get really interesting when we talk about the current world population. What it was just a few years ago, the predictions for the next uh, several years, and things that are happening right now in the world to combat pollution.
1: Really uplifting,
0: if you think about it. Yeah, super uplifting episode. And there are a few things in between that we can't recall. (laughs) So, with that being said, episode number 91 Oh my God. The countdown begins to 100. Yeah. Episode 91 Stream of Thought We hope you enjoy <laughs> That was pretty funny. I didn't think the se- when did I I never remember when that show is new and when it's reruns. It's all the time, man. Whatever, I can't remember. I don't watch that a lot. Regular I season? I don't watch a lot of TV very much. No, I know. I
1: you, you're not a fan of, uh, like, major... Uh, I like uh, SNL. Really? I like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch it a lot in high school. I used to watch a lot of... SNL, and I used to watch a lot of uh, David Letterman and Conan and Jay Leno.
1: Well, like, was there a, a particular cast that you remember, though? Like, people uh, of SNL? Yeah, I feel like for, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Of um, SNL characters who people... So I
0: started watching SNL regularly when it was, uh, like, uh, Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell, uh, when Jimmy Fallon was on the show... And, um, what was the other guy's name? Shit. I can't, uh, Horatio Sands, uh, and, uh, what, Fred Armisen as well. Oh, really? Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. when Tina Fey did it and that whole cast. Oh, wow. And, um, so this is like 2000... Three. I think it was 2003 is when I started watching it on a regular basis.
1: You know, it's weird. I feel like uh, there's people who have a preference as to the generation of SNL cast that they watch and that they prefer. I feel like there's always this commentary. I, and may, like maybe it's just the Sunday talk shows or whatever. Yeah. But there's always this commentary about like, SNL it used to be funnier, SNL like back in the day, or when they had a better
0: cast. Well, in like when, 10 years, like... they'll be like, in 10 years, they'll be like, oh yeah, SNL was way funnier in 2018 than it is now in 2028, you know? So I think it's just, for me, it's when, like, I remember that and I liked that a lot because that's when I started watching it a lot, Yeah, you know? So that's when it was like regular for me. And I watched it regularly until probably like the end of high school. And I see it. So, and the only time I watch it now is when I see someone that I really like who's hosting or is the musical guest. It's not, and not, nothing against like the SNL cast. I just don't really watch it a lot. That I
1: well, and I, I wonder if it's this thing, too, that people have where they have a moment of when they start watching SNL or like when they're made aware of SNL. I remember yeah. the first time that I was made aware of SNL as like a personal thing that I found amusing was when, uh, Gosh, it was in 2007, I think, uh, before Obama was president. John McCain elected, uh, nominated Sarah Palin for her vice president. And so Tina Fey took on the role of Sarah Palin. Right. And that was the first time that I actually was like, oh, like this is – Interesting. Like, I've never actually yeah. paid attention to SNL before. I wonder if those, there's those moments of when people are first introduced to SNL and actually, like, watch it, if there's, like, that cycle of...
0: Apparently, I guess, like, when... So there was a program in Canada called SCTV, which is, like, Second City TV. So it was, like, a precursor to... SNL a little bit. Well, SNL started, like, in 1976.
1: It, no um, relation to Chicago, Second City, though, I'm assuming.
0: Well, so there's, like, several different Second Cities. Now, there's only one in, I believe, it's only in Chicago, Toronto, and L.A. At one point, they I think it used to be one in Detroit, another one somewhere else in Canada, maybe, I don't know. But there used to be other locations as well. Okay. So it's all one franchise.
1: Oh, and again,
0: and for SCTV, um, I guess it was all just like, it was like heavily improvised, like just a lot of just like, and just free flowing and SNL, I guess is like super hardcore scripted and they're like, okay, well, what if like, can we do this? No, no improvisation, no improvisation, just you stick to the script and that's that. Like, super hardcore, stick to the script.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why I hear, too, like, when characters break and actually laugh during those sketches, that's, those are the moments that you, like, look on YouTube, have the most views, like, of any SNL clips are the ones where the characters break character and just, like... Start laughing yeah. because you're not supposed to do that at yeah. SNL, no. like of all places. It's like very, you're there's this uh, hierarchy and regiment that you have to follow. Yeah. It's like you better do that or else. And I don't know, like I never realized how much of a venerated institution SNL was until God, like I was like 25 or 26, like really? off at grad school. And surprise,
0: it's still on the air. Like it's been going hard for. 40-something years, 42 you know, I years, like, I think. I should have
1: done some research, but uh, Lauren Lauren, 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 Michaels. Lauren, Michaels has been the, started lead, the show. leading force. He and created the show, yeah. He created this, the show and maintained it for the course of, what, 30? Thir- it's been like 30, 40 years now, 1976
0: for- or 77. Okay,
1: like over 40 years now. And it
0: was at the time when it started only six cast members.
1: yeah. You look at that. Damn. But, I mean, you look at that, too, and you wonder... You have, on one hand, like, yes, they have They have a reputation, which allows them to be able to do sketches like the one that you saw before we started taping. Yeah. Which, by the way, what did you think of that? That was pretty funny. Okay. It was the SNL uh, cold open for May 5th. May 4th. May... No, May 5th. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Yesterday May, May, May 5th, 5th, 2018. And... It was... Stormy like
0: Daniels, John, Trump, Donald Trump.
1: My cast of character. Ben yeah. Stiller yeah. was on there. Uh, um, Stormy Daniels made a, 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 a cameo. And Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah, all these people. So, uh, but you wonder, you see the ability of these particular shows to, like, get those individual views of, like, oh, like, these are the things that are that make them notable right yeah people know what you're talking about when you talk about sarah palin and tina fey like i can see russia from my house like that is a quote that people attribute to sarah palin but it was actually coined on snl like yeah. tina fey said that sarah palin never did and so you have these instances where like snl is just embodied in the culture itself but at the same time you have this proliferation of media and uh entertainment yeah. and the ability to relate to the common person in a way that like stranger things or oh, yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah. or westworld or walking dead like all these different shows have different capabilities to be able to like connect with us like glenn's death like we'll always oh, talk about glenn's death right oh, like right. but it was never it was never a, a prime time cable head. like like a thing that everyone watched like everyone sat around the like this is us uh with the 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 crockpot explosion like um you don't watch the show what is this the it's a uh really am i really gonna have to explain this is us us." crockpot explosion oh my god what am i missing oh my god what do you mean oh my god I feel like we need to pause what this right this? now for you to just like research and look at the the social impact of the the drama This Is Us which I don't know I've never watched it so don't ask me is to a like Scripted television this. or is it a documentary or No no it's it's a um um uh, I've prime heard- to, uh it's a it's a primetime drama that has evolved over the course of the past like, what, three, four seasons? I've heard say. the
0: name This Is Us, but I have no idea what it's about.
1: And so there's always been this evolving mystery about how one of the characters in the show had died, and it led up to this situation where it explained that it was caused by a fire from a home appliance that it caused the death of a main character. This shit sounds whack. Dude, like, all the shows were talking about it. And I felt so lost because I don't give a shit. Like, I don't... (laughs) I do not... I could care less. (laughs) That makes two of us. I could care less about, like, like dramas like that. Yeah. And yet, that's one of those social moments of... You say, like, crockpot fire, and people won't know what you're talking about. Like, they will be like, oh, yeah, this is us. Like, fire explosion kind of thing. So, there are those moments, like, Glenn's death... Or um, the Red Wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, I got you.
1: There's, like, shit that, like, accumulates in the social knowledge, right? Yeah. And there are things that that, uh, really stick with you. In the past, there was only a limited number of these moments that could be had because there were a limited number of stations, right? Yeah. Nowadays there's an infinite number of stations there's an infinite number of possibilities and there are so so there's so much great content out there that the moments of miraculousness and the moments of like transcendence in in TV reality like is so commonplace yeah. that you you're like oh i missed that like how could you have missed that like oh my god like you missed clone's death like what the hell like yeah, how I do you not it. know what these people are talking about right and so you wonder if there's there's this burden or so on you to like. I still don't keep, care about keep, this pot. Well, bro. Like, <laughs> you're talking to me. Man. All right,
0: well, let me ask you a, a, a real quick question. Why did you text me what the other day? What do you think of vinyl records? What? What does that mean? I forgot. What? Because I, I told you what I thought, and then I was like, "Why?" And you, I was really interested in your answer, and you never texted me back.
1: No, I know, and the reason for that was I <laughs> I was going to, in theory, surprise you with the fact that um, my family has like fifty. Dude, vinyl I fucking records. knew it.
0: I knew it. I knew you. You're asking me this question because you're like, I bet his dad's got like a bunch of records he's trying to get rid of. And so
1: these are you still are like, have them or do you some shit like throw them away? No. They're they're there. Good. I just... I totally forgot Can't them. Can't wait but to sit like, through them. They're, they're trying to get rid of them? They're classics. They're like family heirlooms. Some of them may be valuable, That my family has not evaluated them at all. They're Your just like... Your family does not care to get any money in return. They just want to get rid of them, as
0: previously stated in uh, episode 88 or 87 of the podcast. Awesome. I cannot wait to sift my fingers through this vinyl and see what there is.
1: It's like, yeah. And and my mom was like, you know, and uh and my my grandmother had these these albums. You, you may want to go through them first, but uh I don't know. I'm just like, I don't care. Like I yeah. they, you know, there 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 is probably something in there that's worth something, but I just have no interest. Like I've never had that inclination to explain. Let me tell you something. When you find a record, the true
0: value is knowing that you are in possession, not that you can sell it. Like, man, if you find like a if there's like an original Beatles album, those are worth a lot of money. It's worth even more if you just are a fan and you have the album. It's like, wow, I have an original Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. This
1: is amazing. You're so You're, fucking lame. Your You're life, so fucking lame. <laughs> your oh my life God. stops really, for a moment. Really? Yeah. With albums. Or like, uh, just what's that? Albums. Just like, like record, vinyl records. Yeah. Really?
0: Some of them are really rare. Especially, like, uh, especially any Beatles albums, yeah. Originals? Well,
1: I guess, like, But again, it's
0: not about, like, I'm in possession, now I'm gonna sell. It's like, no, like, wow. Like, even for me, like, having a copy of an original Fleetwood Mac rumors album. is like, it's not, it's not up there with like Beatles, but it's like, this is really cool that I have an original album, not one that has been re-released. That's from like 10 years ago or something like that.
1: I mean, that's a little bit why I was curious when, like, you know, like, uh, it's the only way to listen to music. When I have, like, <laughs> I said do you the, listen to vinyl I said records? I it's the best way it's to listen to music. It's the best way to yeah, listen it's to the music. the best way.
0: And Especially that moment when the needle hits the record and there's a few oh, moments of just the crackling oh, before oh, the music starts. Oh, my starts. goodness. You know, yeah. you
1: hear that in movies yeah. and there's, there's something about the authentic, like, I've heard that in person the authentic noise and if you haven't heard that of it's the strange. needle hitting the record that's why in, I, like in real life yeah it is just as visceral that's as why a movie I, shows. when you
0: asked me what do you think of vinyl records i could have gone on this whole thing but i was like i just keep it simple because it's like vinyl records are great if they're originally pressed from the time that vinyl records were originally pressed but it's like an album that came out today, but it's released on vinyl because it's cool and it's hip, but it's been digitally remat, or not remastered, but it's been produced digitally. It's like I don't really give a shit about this. Yeah, it's just listening. Same thing the as listening to a CD or an MP three. It's yeah. just on an. It's just on a vinyl. But when you listen to something and something from like the sixties or seventies, you know, it's way different than listening to the remastered MP three.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, D, when when is the last time that you listened to something on vinyl?
0: Oh, uh, I am uncertain. I have several records. I'm not crazy. Some people have thousands or like several hundred. All of mine fit in like a crate. Uh, I don't remember. Are
1: you one of those people who if you... Maybe like a couple of years, a year ago maybe if you have your own place and you are Absolutely. you are the master yep. the yep. master of the universe yep. you will you will have that record player in the Absolutely. corner of the room with, I will have with the records record players, with one ready to play ready to drop with records there is no For television. when a guest
0: walks in you're like please yeah, sit down. let me tell you exactly what my sure. ideal living room looks like obviously couches and La table me to the with, moon. No, fuck that i don't want <laughs> that shit I'm not listening <laughs> to
1: that.
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: Michael Bublé. Um, yep.
0: Yeah, I'm not into that, like, <laughs> music uh, at all. Frank um, Sinatra, my friend. But have the record player in the corner. Have some, like, uh, obviously, couches and table. Like, old school couches and table. And then have uh, Tapestry. Have my... I have posters that I had from college, but have them framed. Uh, incense. The feng shui of all of the furniture and the energy would be on point, and uh, there would be no television. No television in my living room. It fucks everything up. Bro, I can nope. I, I kind of like that. Oh, okay, good. I thought I you gonna, were saying, no, bro, no, I no, no, don't no. as,
1: as contrarian as I am, like, I would have a I'm bucket.
0: So like... I'd have a bucket if everyone's coming over. All right, you can hang out at my place. The number one rule is your cell phone needs to go in the bucket. You can have it back when
1: you leave. What? Oh my goodness! I have to say, bro. Like for as much as we disagree on things, (laughs) you can smoke as much weed as you want. You just (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) just, the phone goes (laughs) in the bucket. (laughs) you, you You can have a bladder. Like it's like you gotta put your stuff on here. But you got your other stuff on here, right? You know, like trade. Like, yeah, know, it's, it's a, it's a welcome gift. Yeah. But at the same beers time, beers in the fridge. Beers in
0: the fridge. Weed is in the stash Weed box. Is
1: in the stash box.
0: I've got acid. I, I got acid coming in tomorrow. <laughs> You're welcome to come. My, my guy is stopping by tomorrow. You're welcome to come by then. Shrooms oh, are welcome. Oh, my goodness. It's I'm good sorry. Love. Pills? No. You, you're not good, allowed. No. No, no pills no, here. No. No cocaine Absolutely. here. No, cocaine. no heroin no, here.
1: No. Nothing synthesized. Psychedelics nothing only. <laughs> yeah, only psychedelics. You're either <laughs> on the bus or you're <laughs> off. <laughs> you know what, my friend? I have to say. Like, there there is a simplistic beauty about about, like, yeah, you know... <laughs> aside from all the, the, the recreational drugs like the concept though of of uh, setting aside your like you know yeah. like I feel like though I feel like forcing people to like give up their elect- electronic devices yeah. is only kosher if you have the money to like like compensate for yeah. like okay you're giving up your like for a time being you're, we are going to compensate you in entertainment and majesty. I feel like, like it's not drugs, even about no, like whatever, not whatever even, the
0: excursion is. It's not like, even about like, like it's not even about supplement. like if you give me your phone I will trade you No with, with, it's, it's no, just like no, no I don't, you need I to, don't mean that. you are voluntarily going to give up your phone for the greater good of the experience and if you don't want to
1: I'm sorry, but you're going to have to leave. But I'm saying, in in what instance, other than the fact that you're a millionaire with a mansion, would you be permitted to make that, make that kind of demand upon your guests? Like, you and I, like, living in a place I think, that's, like, I think it would be mediocre. this. I think it would be, like, Never. I'm not
0: going to... It wouldn't be forced. It would be strongly suggested and much
1: appreciated. And Would you when, be willing to do that, though, if absolutely. you did not have the financial, like... Like heft behind you, yeah. Like, it's nothing if you with had the financial own, heft, if you had your own if, apartment, if you're yeah, if this is like if your own mansion, yeah, your no, your if own this is condo. just if this
0: is in like a just a one bedroom apartment, rinky dink place in like Chicago or something like that. Like, I would I would ask that of people, and you know who the really yeah, it's not about like oh I have all this money, so you have to give up your phone. No, it's just like this is the this is the vibe, the, this is the energy that you're walking into. If you want to be a part of this energy, you need to dump your phone. We're asking that you dump your phone. We're not making you, but if you keep your phone, I got my eye on you.
1: We'll be frowning. I got my, my, yeah. Child. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. Would this be for a particular special occasion? Or would this be for. This would just be like if if we're just vibing out.
0: No, this is just whatever, vibing out. Nothing special.
1: Just a fun idea. Oh, you're perverted. What do you mean? That's not okay. What? I feel as though if you're going to pry people of phones, there's got to be a legitimate reason. If I was a millionaire or a billionaire and had my own apartment and condo that I would be able to welcome people in and give them that, like, golden bucket to give, to put their cell phones in, yeah. I'd feel okay, like, making that sort of request of people, even on a casual visit. But if I am the humble uh, vaudevillian that mm. I am right now and i say you know like people come over hang out with me kind of thing at my own place i'm not like i don't feel as though i have the authority to say uh let's set our phones aside i mean unless that's the type you're of person, missing unless unless that's the type of personality that i exude on a regular basis like unless i'm the type of person who's like i i just want to i want to be present you're missing like, present? the
0: point it has nothing to do with being a millionaire, billionaire. It's got nothing to do with having a fancy oh, okay. apartment or condo. Yeah, It's got nothing, it has nothing to do with that. And I feel like if you hang out with me one day and listen to a record... You'll just get it without having wor- needing words to explain it to you. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got nothing is to do it, with it. Is it
1: about hospitality? Is it about? Is it about camaraderie? It's not like, about what, like, that. Can you define it? Can you can you consolidate it into a couple of words? It's just like, about me, connection like, without, without
0: interruption. Okay. It's about connection right. okay. without interruption. Okay. That's fair. No matter what walk of life someone is from. No matter what apartment they're living in. Bro. It's just about hanging out, listening to the
1: music, and sharing some laughs. I totally agree. And I I could not agree more. That I feel like our lives are enriched by communication and interaction with one another on a personal basis. However, I feel like there is this challenge when it comes to especially in this day and age, depriving people of their technological, like, appendage, so to speak. You know? And we don't necessarily have experience with that on a regular basis. Say, hosting, those highfalutin parties, that we need to host other people and set those parameters. I just, I couldn't imagine on a practical level... Being able. This isn't to, like this. Like, wouldn't be done on like a mass scale. Even is, even suggesting it, it's like oh hey like we're gonna do this thing where like we all put our phones in the like like may, like maybe it would be a cool like party gimmick or whatever. But I don't feel like that would fly on regular. Would not, just, this like, isn't casual. for like
0: a huge party. This is for like if you have like ten like 10, 12 people over maximum like. This is for a more intimate setting. If this is a party, party, like, obviously that's not going to happen.
1: No, yeah, and I, I don't mean that. But even for the intimate gathering, I feel like it needs to be explicitly expressed that, like, this is going to happen. Otherwise, people show up. as like, wait, nope, what do you mean? No, nope, like, nope, 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 nope nope, like, nope, nope, no. nope,
0: Really? If I show up not expecting it, you know what? Before you're even done explaining. If I see the bucket with cell phones, before you're even done explaining what it's for... My phone's in the bucket. I'm in. I'm committing. I'm in.
1: Bro, you're going to find out who the compulsive gambler in your group is very, very quickly with that.
0: <laughs> Once you say, experience I what I'm talking
1: say, about, you will get it. There, there are-, are certain people, and I feel like that, and it's fascinating because I've never actually tried that myself, but I feel like that might be a good way to sort of expose um not not necessarily in a great is, way but there yeah. there will be the person th- and I guarantee you this because I was this person myself that will say no I need to have my phone like I need to like I need to
0: no what you need to do is let go of control and just go
1: with the flow What you need to do is (laughs) let let go of your consciousness after (laughs) I punch you in the face and then walk into your party like nothing else happened.
0: I had this huge, I still have it, it's like huge doors poster. It's like almost as tall as this window. Oh, it's, uh, it says on there, doing time in a universal mind. Never mind, you don't uh, get it. No, no I don't. Never mind. Do, do you want to experiment? Nope, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. it's something that you nope, can't... Nope, nope, nope. Just put it in the bucket. Nope, you don't get put it, it unless bucket. you get it. All right. You better get it. Fair you enough. Don't. But yeah, that would be really cool to look through some of those records. I so, can do that on... Uh, <laughs> I can do that on uh, Saturday if you
1: want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny.
0: You're funny. Uh, yeah, no, our Friday.
1: Um Yeah, so we were going to talk about uh Marvel and their Avengers. Infinity.
0: I was thinking about that today. Cool movie, I still don't get it. You were you were just elbowing me, hitting me on the knee like laughing like I, I it was funny because I I was telling my friends at work, I was like, I was with my friend, I saw the movie, it was like watching the movie with a child in the sense of like the whole time just like smiling like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at that, oh oh my goodness, like you were, you were marveled at this thing and I was like, yeah, it's cool, shit's blown up, cool effects, you know, some attractive women, action scenes, yeah, it's just cool, alright, cool, movie's done, happy I saw it kind of it was free so whatever and you were just like really turned on by it which is awesome but what were you gonna say (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. what does that mean
1: you know i i'm not gonna fault you for um not having The the appreciation you know like bro there are only a certain segment of the population that is able to say that they embrace the comic book lifestyle. Like it's a, it's not as uh as prevalent as we may be online. And Mm -hmm. trust me, there's plenty of people watching these sort of like online explainer videos to be like, Oh my God, they're everywhere. Like people who care about this stuff are everywhere. We are so small. Like, the people who actually care about these sort of storylines and appreciate oh, okay. the deep complexity of not just the movie itself, but like, I mean, there were there were there were comics before the movie. Like, this has existed. Like, it, for me personally, um, from a personal, I guess, standpoint, it's how I learned how to read in the first place. Like, okay. comic books was how I learned how to read. And And so there's that, like, inherent part in a lot of people. It's very formative in their early childhood experiences. And so they ingrain these memories of, like, for me, I would always envision, like, what would it be like to have superpowers or be a superhero? Like, it was a really cool feeling. And to read these comic books was, like, you could put yourself in the shoes of these people who could do great things and be, like, well-loved and just very uh, omnipresent well, at the same time, um, sort of having this worldly perspective of just being at peace with the conflict, you know, like having the power to, to change the world and yet choosing yeah. to, like, act responsibly. And you'd read the comic books. Uh, for me, it was just, you know, from probably about, like, fourth grade or so through, gosh, even, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school. Like, I was still into comic books, like playing D&D and stuff like mm-hmm. that with Danny Thomas and things like that. And when you get to see these characters come to life on film, there there becomes this, like, extra element of, well, this was your fantasy, and somebody made your fantasy become, like, a motion picture, like, on the I screen. I can see that now. And so cause... there's, like, a, a, a beauty and appreciation for... Um, the inherent value of the sto- of the comic book like storyline, and the fact that there are people who care enough to make it become a script and become a motion motion picture that's widely appreciated and viewed.
0: Yeah, I never watched. I never read comics growing up. <coughs> the, uh, as the closest I got was uh, the Bazooka Joe comics on the gum wrappers. <laughs> you remember that Bazooka no. Joe candy come no. with. Which, by the way, now they don't have the comics on there. That pisses me off, and like some of the Calvin and Hobbes books. But I never read any like superhero <laughs> comics. That was never a
1: part of my. But like Batman, Superman. You saw the movies of. Uh, I saw the movies and like the t-
0: the cartoons on TV, times. but it, I yeah. never read any of the comics. Yeah. So even you have like I remember. A, a... Do you remember there was an I, there was an Iron Man cartoon? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I barely remember it. And X-Men and Batman. Mostly I watched oh, mostly man. Batman.
1: I have to tell you, man, every Saturday morning I would wake up waiting to to watch X-Men. Like I love the cartoon. Yeah. Like I could not wait for the next week. And I grew up I'm like, I wish I was Cyclops. Like my really? brother. Like well, personally, I wish I was Gambit. Like yeah, I fucking yeah, I love like the fucking the cards. cards. Yeah. Like make make shit explode with your yeah. cards. Oh, my brother, Wolverine. Like, he loved Wolverine. It's very interesting. I feel like choosing your superhero, I feel like, identifies the type of personality that you want to have. Because I feel like Wolverine really sums up sort of my brother's ethos kind of attitude. Whereas for for me, I felt like I could identify with Gambit. And not just his, like, cool card-throwing ability, but also his personality and his, like... Like, what I wanted to be. I saw in him what I wished I could be. And I feel like that's what superheroes give us these days. It's like, what could we be? Like, what characteristics do we see in this person that we can, like, insert ourselves into? It's like, wow, wouldn't that be cool if... Wasn't,
0: uh... what, What was it? I don't know if this is from the movie or not. Wasn't Cyclops, uh... With this one girl, but then did she start dating a different superhero, different X Men, or they broke up? And the, I remember there was like tension in the movie between Cyclops and was it Jean Gray? Yeah.
1: The Phoenix. Well, yeah, and it's an ongoing Uh-oh, the, the, the
0: drama. W- I'm not superhero d- bro, drama. <laughs> like,
1: the one thing that I feel like those that are not come and dear God, like, I apologize to anyone who is actually a comic book listener and has to listen to me try and, like, mansplain comic books to Victor Marquez right now because I'm fully inadequate to be able to do that. But basically when it comes down to it, there are many, many different timelines and threads of comic book storylines, plots, and stuff like that. There are main consistent themes like Jean Grey and and uh, Cyclops, okay? Okay. like Scott Summers. Those two, like – together like they've had many different lines where jean gray has become the phoenix and like gone off she's died she's been resurrected she's gotten back together with scott like all these different things have happened and there are so many different like storylines and plots and things like that it's like well, fuck, like, I don't know. Like, I know these are characters. Like, I know I know this, like, Cyclops person is a person who shoots <laughs> beams out of his eyes, and this Jean Grey person is somebody who's able to, like, move stuff with her mind, but I don't know about their relationship. Like, it's always changing. Like, it's uh. not even worth, like, catching up on their drama or their soap opera. It's like if I were to watch Days of Our Lives of superheroes. And, you know, it's, it's really just not necessarily worth the time and energy it takes to be able to accumulate it. Like, um, me, personally, I find it fascinating. I love, like, knowing about the, like, character lines and stuff like that. of yeah. Star Wars, for example. Like, I love diving deep into the history of Star Wars yeah. and things like that because there's such a com- complex history, and I think it really um, gives value to the complexity of human relationships that are put in a fictional world, right? There's no stakes attached to a fictional world. You can But you can still have the same sort of weighty relationships that we have in this day and age. The same sort of weighty topics and issues, and be able to like look at it from a fantastical point of view. It's like, well, it doesn't really mean anything when the day is said and done. But at the same time, it makes you think about the different points of view and the different perspectives. It makes you look at things from different angles. Like you look at Magneto and Charles Xavier, right? You know who Magneto is, right? Yeah, they're Consoles brothers. Metal. Yeah, like, they're right? not brothers. No, they're, they're, they're brothers. Close enough. They're, they consider they consider themselves brothers. They're not biological brothers, but okay. they consider themselves
0: brothers. Yeah, Magneto controls it with his mind, metal and everything. Metal right? and Charles Xavier controls
1: stuff with his mind. Mind, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> and so, did you want me to fill in the br- blank, or did you forget what you were going to say and you were expecting me to?
1: to say bro i was like uh, <laughs> the, the point the point of asking you was to see if you even yeah. knew the basic yeah. concept yeah, yeah, of like yeah, yeah. someone like magneto and charles xavier yeah. you know professor x yeah. and magneto like you are not a comic book fan but yet you know those characters you know their identities like you know that they're you like they have a connection somehow like they're not brothers but they they act like brothers mm-hmm. and you know that from sort of a periphery but the, like, if you are somebody who appreciates comics, or at least gives credence to um, the story that comics have to tell, you have someone like Charles Xavier, who is uh, a self-sacrificial, like, uh, individual who says, like, you have power, but you're not always meant to use it. Like, you, are, you humble yourself before the world, and serve the world, like, be to mm-hmm. others. And you have, on the other side, someone who has been, like, you've been beaten down by the world. You need to reclaim your place and make sure that you survive. Like, just survive. So you have this element of, like, helping others, lifting others up versus just surviving. And it's like, well, both are legitimate perspectives, right? And the way that they engage each other in the comic book world is a fascinating dynamic that plays itself over and over again. You saw it most recently in Black Panther. I don't know if you ever saw that i saw black panther yeah so black panther is like the modern version of the magneto charles xavier like element where you have you know um do you know the basic premise of black panther what happened with black panther
0: about the dad getting the killed yeah 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 spoiler yeah it's whatever the whole world should have watched it by now for how big they hyped it up and how big it did at the box office so whatever but yeah, and Bruce Willis is a ghost, or
1: Bruce Willis is dead. <laughs> <It's
0: intense>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the movie, for me. Bruce so, Willis is dead. <laughs> but you have like instances like that where there's co- complicated like moral dynamics within the the protagonist, protagonist and antagonist. And I love how comics are able to like accentuate that, bring that out, and be able to make a duel with each other because. That, I feel like, is the core of the human experience. But, again, it goes back to, it has no stakes. Like, you can you can play out the full story of what would happen if, like, two brothers who, like, loved each other but hated what they'd become, like, got into a battle and, like, had the powers of the universe at their fingertips and were able to, like, do whatever damage they needed to to be able to achieve their ends. And, like, you can play out that sort of, like... Unrealistic mm-hmm. fantasy that I think on some level we all like, dude, you have a younger brother, like, you've had rivalries. Like, I'm sure you've wondered what it would have been like to do that, like, um, karate, like, ninja of like power energy, of like, yeah, yeah, and I like shoot you. energy into it. Like, I'm sure you've had that thought, and we've all had these imaginations of fantastical powers we could have to be able to accomplish our goals, and it challenges us to be able to engage that. It's like. Comic books bring that to life, and that's why I really appreciate it. <laughs> Marvel man, like it's more than that though. It's it's all these different storylines that are brought together, and I'm sad that you uh, you lack that. <laughs> But it was cool. But, but it's, I appreciate. It's not my I do thing. appreciate the fact that you were willing to humor me and actually seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Because I well, I, you know, I don't know. What, what, what did you? I'll be honest. If
0: I had to pay yeah, for it, no. I probably would have not seen it.
1: Okay. What did but... you? What like? What, did, did you like take anything away from it, or was it like just a movie to see?
0: Yeah, no, dude. This is. I did take away one thing from it, and you, I mentioned this before, but I I'm just like guy I just want to say, guys, everybody, Thanos isn't. Wrong. He just has a different way of doing things. It's not the right way. It's not the wrong way. There's a limited number of resources. And he sacrificed his daughter, So we need to just sit down and talk about this instead of fighting. But without fighting, there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs>
1: Bro.
0: I am I feel for Thanos. I'm a fan of Thanos.
1: Like, dude. I'm so glad you said that. I would, really? I would never say, would never say that to myself. So... Like, maybe maybe this is something worth discussing. Is like, yeah, you know what? Like, does he want to be the one that wields
0: that power and makes the decision? No. But someone's got to do it, and it may as well be him. And I learned that he's not after the power. It's just he... It's one of those classic situations where you have to believe in yourself even if no one else does. Like, if you think you're right and no one else does, like, you have to go with your gut. And, yeah, it's sad. Like, you got to rid... Half of the universe of the population, in order to preserve its resources, and no one wants to do that. But you know, someone's got to do it. And it's like, I don't want to, but I will.
1: It's more than that. What I think you you touched on it. You you just like you 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 drove by it. Okay. You like just like I drove by Highland when we were driving by. here. So (laughs) what's what? Let me ask you. What is the difference between Hitler and Thanos? Oh, fuck. Now I really look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> uh, Hitler was, was uh, pregi- prejudiced towards anyone that was not of uh, German descent and pure Aryan, whereas Thanos went with the uh, 50%. It's just like at random. Is that right? That's what it seemed to be when people were disintegrating. Spoiler alert! Don't care!
1: Yes? Part of it. I think that that gets at the part. So, you have people who are interested in power for power's sake, Mm -hmm. right? What did Hitler want? Power. He wanted to conquer the world. He wanted to be the ruler of humankind. Yeah. What did Thanos want? When asked what he would do after he accomplished his goal, didn't he say didn't it was it what he did at the end
0: of the movie where he's just like sitting down and just like just at peace and just at his home planet or just he just he just wanted to relax and be left alone I think right when asked
1: what he'll do if he accomplishes his goal he said I'll rest right that's yeah, the difference you're right. why are you searching for that power are you searching for power to gain more power like, do you, is your goal to become supreme ruler of the world? Because I feel like that is the ultimate, like, vice of any leader in the world that we have. It's like, well... There's no you, end. Do you want to become the ruler of all humankind? And I feel like that's the thing that people strive for. Like, hell, even Barack Obama. Like, in theory, yeah, he was the ruler of all humankind for eight years, right? Like... People strive for that. People want to be the ruler of humankind. Power for power's sake. Whereas someone like Thanos flips that on its head. Power for the sake of humankind.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, what do you do when you achieve what it is that you want? Like, do you keep going? Do you maintain that? Like, do you hold the status quo?
0: or is it done
1: and can you rest like is there an end goal or is it just more power until you die and then you just like you're remembered like Alexander the Great like yeah first centuries later like is that our is that is that the fundamental like human goal is to be Alexander the Great like in the history books and even so like Alexander the Great in honestly in like 3,000 years Will there be a humankind to, like, remember Alexander the Great? Maybe not. But that was his ultimate goal, and that's been the ultimate goal of most humans for, you know, all of it. And so you see something like this where it's like, you know what? Like, what happens when somebody who is powerful, who can gather all the power that they ever wish to amass and accomplish what they do, like, once you accomplish your task, what will you do? Like, will you rest? Will you allow it to be? And I feel like that, like, when you said that you, like, kind of agreed with Thanos, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, from an objective perspective, if I was totally dispassionate and disconnected from the universe, like, in a way that I, I would like to think that I objectively am, like, mm-hmm. to be able to assess, assess things on their face value and not on the emotional level be like, you know what? Yes. Like, we are doomed to, like, be extinct in a couple hundred years. Like, we're not meant to be around. A
0: couple hundred years? Two hundred years? At
1: the least. At the least. I I, I would give us another, like, couple thousand. Like, at the most. Okay. So, a range. But regardless, the end of humanity is in sight. Like, I believe that we are, like, destined to, like, die out or whatever. But we still play this sort of game of uh, power and stuff like that. And there's, there's not a lot of self-sacrifice and say, like, how many politicians do you see today? Like, yeah, you know what? I am going against the common thread. So like, you know, fuck y'all. Like, this is the way that the world is and we have to make hard decisions and I don't really care what the, what, how it will be framed or what people will nickname me or things like that, but. What needs to be done needs to be done, regardless of public opinion, you know, regardless of what, um, the media narrative or things like that Mm -hmm. are. So I don't know. I I feel like there is this tension between, you know, we, on a certain level in order to gain any level of power or legitimacy in society today, you got to like go along with the game. You got to say the right things in order to stay in power it is interesting what
0: if that would be crazy what if because the what we're talking about with the thanos like that's just a movie but think if that was think in the real world if there was like a situation where guys there's an opportunity for half the global population to be wiped out like if you just whatever take i don't know how And your body would just disappear, so it's not like there's going to be this dead corpse lying there. Like, in some ideal, (laughs) weird situation. And it's like, man, are you okay dying? And if you're left alive, Mm -hmm. are you okay Mm -hmm. having members of your family just gone? What would the world look like? What would traffic look like? How would businesses be run if half of people are just gone? Wow. That would be crazy. That is kind of... That would be super weird. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're at 7 billion people now. The global population, is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. What was it 20 years ago? 6 billion? When we were kids growing up, it was like 6 billion, I think. Yeah. China's got 1 billion people. 1... Billion people in a time span of 20 25 years,
1: what? Yeah, well, and dude, like, not to get depressing at all, but like, that is the existential crisis that we face. Like, that what's it gonna is... look like in
0: another 20 years. Uh, yeah, Elysium. Bro, it'll bro. be like Elysium. You ever watch the movie Elysium? Have, yeah, I that's good, a cool movie. movie. Right? I, I like that movie. Where people are living in the rich people are living in space, and all the poor people are on Earth. No fucking way. No way. Guess what the population is. I can't. As of this month. I can't. The current world population is seven point six billion. According according to. Uh, okay. Wow. According to worldometers.info. We are so fucked. What is we the world's so population fucked. in... No fucking way. Watch this. Okay. So in demographics, uh, the... Okay, so as of December... So what I just read to you was the most updated thing. So six months prior, December 2017, same number, 7.6. Okay, whatever. That Six months, that's fine. The United Nations estimates it will further increase from 7.6 billion to 11.8 billion by the year 2100. How many people can the world sustain? So, 10 billion is the uppermost population limit where food is concerned. Because it's extremely unlikely that everyone will agree to stop eating meat. Uh, Wilson, I don't know who Wilson is, some scientist or some person to this website. I'm just reading this on the Google Quick Links. Thinks the maximum carrying capacity of Earth based on food will most likely fall short of 10 billion in reality. Whoa. Okay. 2050. What You know what the estimates for 2050 are? No fucking way. So this that I'm reading right now is from July of 2015. So a few years ago. So a few years ago, July 2015, the world population is projected to reach 9.7 billion by the year 2050. The current world population, so three years ago, so right now it's 7.6 billion, right? 7.6 7.6 billion. When this was our, when this was released three years ago, the population was 7.3. So 300 million people in three years. So a hundred million people per year in three years. Frick, you look so fucking. You you're not. You look a little bit pissed, a little bit exhausted. A sprinkle of of being overwhelmed and – but most of the facial expression is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and check this out. So uh, 9.7. This is so depressing. You have no idea how depressing this
1: is.
0: <laughs> yeah. What did I say before? 11.2. OK. So the numbers it looks like here – are slightly different from the previous one for the projections of 2100, but it's, I mean, still, it's a crap ton. But I would love to see if I can find a graph. What is the most populated country in the world? China, 1.4 billion, followed by India, 1.3 billion.
1: I think India has surpassed. That was for, that was from four years ago. Yeah, no, India has surpassed. India is now number one. My good, this is depressing, yeah. And you said our planet can like sustain ten billion people.
0: Theor- theoretically, theoretically, but they can anticipate in reality people. less than ten billion people.
1: And we're at seven point We're currently at seven point six. So we've got another two billion or so to go before we exhaust our renewable resources. Yeah. Well good. All right. Well, Good, and with technology the way that it is, too, like, I'm sure we're going to live until we're, like, 200 years old, so. Nice. All right, so I just pulled up a graph. This will be interesting. Oh, For sake. This is cool. This is fun. No. While we're still no. alive. No, it's really not. Like, I feel like we are enjoying a luxury right now. Like, really just soaking in the fact that we have oxygen to breathe and, like, food to eat. This is a great time to be alive. Dude, what
0: if the world gets so messed up that in order to live on Earth, people have uh, personal devices like oxygen tanks or oxygen bags because you have to walk outside? Or it, it may not necessarily be—it may not necessarily be like, hey, there's no more oxygen left, but there's oxygen outside. But in order for like birds and trees to keep living, we cannot take up that oxygen. So it's required by law that you know between these hours. Or anytime you leave your house, or on certain days of the week when you're uh, outside, you have to have an oxygen mask, and you have to go buy oxygen, just like it, how you'd have to go buy water. And you then, like, know, and then, to... like, at your house, at your house, it would be built in a certain way where, like, just like air conditioning, oxygen would be coming in too.
1: You know what I'm saying? Whoa, that's know, a bit of a mind fuck. You want to know where that actually is taking place right now? In the world where most polluted city in Beijing the world Mongolia really so in Mongolia there is a it's like the Golan Heights I believe mm-hmm. and they still burn coal just straight up they just burn coal mm. that's how they light their homes that's how they oh, do wow. their fires coal so the Pollution level is 350 times the advisable World Health Organization limit of pollutants in the air. 350 times more than what the advisable limit for living is. So, what people have done to try and combat the fact that... Most of these people, like, they, they live in yurts. They, like, they burn... they. They burn fires with coal, and so it's literally just. They don't have wood, coal. Like no, they don't have. They're Golan Heights, man. It's mountains. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. It's totally like they don't. They don't. They have like natural resources. Got it. Got it. And so, um, what they're doing is at grocery stores, they're selling um, bottled oxygen that they add to their drinks, and they say. This will be as much as, like, this bottle of oxygen will, if you, like, shake it up and, like, squirt it into your drink, will be as much as, like, it's a, like a three-hour walk in the woods or something like that. Okay. And so uh, they're, uh the new thing in Mongolia is promoting this product that sells, um like, liquidized oxygen that you can spray into your drink and, like, make it an oxidized drink with the theory that... Because you can't get enough oxygen in Mongolia, if you drink this drink and get enough oxygen in your body, you can live. Basically. Wow. And it is a scary... Like, I've seen photographs and read some of the news reports from this area. Holy cow. No It, way. Is, it is a poisonous environment to live in. Like, I would never want to go visit that area. I would. If, It seems kind of cool. Like, I kind of would want to go. I city. would if I had but, my, uh, if I had an oxygen tank to carry yes, around. Yes, no. And, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, you walk into that environment, you're going to be huffing and wheezing, like, immediately. No fucking way. Yeah.